Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Having moved now into chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians, we have noticed that the chapter begins with a warning and continues with an encouragement. Now, it starts out telling us about a partnership that we have together with others of like precious faith. When Paul says, we then as workers together with him also plead for you to re- not to receive the grace of God in vain. So there's that first part of the verse that reminds us of this wonderful partnership workers together with him, but that's followed immediately by a warning, which is that we not receive the grace of God in vain. Again, verse 1, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And we have looked at the possibilities that Paul may be referring to there. Some think he's talking about a warning against a wasted life. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. Don't don't fail to receive God's grace and turn it into a productive, fruitful Christian life. Don't go through life without accomplishing anything for eternity. And that certainly would be a possibility if it were a standalone statement. But I think in context, it points in a different direction, namely, that he's warning about counterfeit faith. A wasted life would be a life that con- that concludes wrongly that one is born again when, in fact, that is not the case. It's a warning about superficial faith, about making a profession of faith without the reality of the new ver- birth. And that's followed up by an encouragement in verse 2 where he quotes from Isaiah 49. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Well, we'll come back and look at that verse a little more carefully in a moment, but let me pause and welcome you to this Monday, January 16 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. Thank you for joining us and remind you that if this program will continue on this station, it will require the help financially of radio listeners just like you. Well, here's this Old Testament citation spoken by the Lord, Jehovah God, 
to the servant of Jehovah, which in fact is Messiah. And that's important to understand this correctly. For he says, that is God says, Jehovah says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. And the question, of course, is what are the what does the word you found twice in that statement refer to? And we might just read it again without checking carefully the context or checking carefully the original citation in Isaiah chapter forty nine. I conclude that he's talking to believers, but that is not the case. He's talking to his own son, the appointed Messiah, about a promise of a redeemed people, both Jews and Gentiles. You'll you'll get all that from the context in Isaiah 49. And he says, there is a future day, an accepted day, acceptable day, an appointed day that's future to Israel when these promises that God the Father has made to the Son are going to be fulfilled. In an acceptable time, I have heard you. Heard what? Well, heard the the uh, desire, the, the stated desire, the prayer of the Son to receive an inheritance among the nations of the earth. That's referred to very specifically in Psalm chapter 2, or the second Psalm, I should say, is a better way of putting it than Psalm chapter 2. But the second Psalm, which says this, I will declare the decree, verse 7, the Lord has said to me, and this is God the Son, the Messiah speaking now, I will declare the decree, the Lord, Jehovah has said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you, and then this, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Ask of me, Christ saying that God the Father invited him to request a a people for himself. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. And that essentially is what you have in the passage in Isaiah 49, which is now quoted in 2 Corinthians 6.2. Back to verse 1, For we, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, God says, to the Son, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. And then this statement, which is not from Isaiah, but is the Apostle Paul's inspired commentary on the text from Isaiah, when he says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, the question is, what is the Apostle Paul talking about here? What is the accepted time? What is the day of salvation? And that text is usually applied to unbelievers to say, come to Christ now because now is the accepted time, now is the day of salvation. Well, that actually, what should I say, in the long run turns out to be a legitimate understanding, a legitimate application of the text, but it is not a clear enunciation of the the first and most important meaning of the text, which is the promise made by the Father to the Son has now come, it is now fulfilled, or maybe more accurately we should say it is now being fulfilled. That promise, 
that God the Father made to the Son, recorded by Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah 49, for he says, God says to the Son, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you, and Paul says, behold, now is the accepted time, behold, now is the day of salvation, in other words, the fulfillment, the day of the fulfillment of this promise of God the Father to the Son has now come, which is not far from the idea that the day of salvation has come because Messiah has come to accomplish it, and that includes, and this is mightily important to it all for us, for most of us, the day of Gentile inclusion has come. When Isaiah wrote these words, there wasn't much salvation among the Gentiles. You could find just a, a few rare exceptions here and there where God, in abundance of grace, reached out beyond the land of Israel and brought Gentiles into the fold. But it, you can count them almost on the fingers of one hand. There are maybe a couple of times when there was a, a, a larger influx, as, for example, when Jonah went to um, Nineveh, and, the, and many people in that city were saved, Gentiles. But for the most part, the Gentiles were shut out. It was a Jewish matter, this salvation of God. But the promise to the Son was, in the appointed time, in an acceptable time, I'm going to give you the nations. Back to Psalm 2, ask of me and I will give you the nations, the heathen for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your inheritance. And Paul is saying, behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, we might say, or is that day of salvation that the Father promised to the Son, the day of Gentile inclusion promised to the Son has now come. The day of universal gospel proclamation has now come. And therefore, that now we come to the application of all of that. Therefore, what this means, how this applies to us today is, the day of enlarged opportunity has come. Before now, before this day has come, the people that Paul is writing to in Corinth wouldn't have had much hope of salvation. But now they do. Why? Because the promise of the Father made to the Son hundreds of years ago, as recorded by the prophet Isaiah, has now come. The Messiah himself has come, and in his coming, he has not only secured the salvation that was promised to the people of Israel, but he has secured the salvation that was promised to the ends of the earth. He has secured the salvation that was promised to Abraham when God said to Abraham, and you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Something largely forgotten by most Jews. And the day has come when the prayer of the Son to the Father, recorded in Psalm chapter 2, has come. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Well, that day has come. It is the day of Gentile inclusion that came when the Messiah came and died on the cross and then said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the, that's the day that is referred to here. 
And that becomes, therefore, a day of great opportunity for you Corinthians. You see what, it, it, what it's saying in context? We plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. This is the grace of God, that salvation has come to you Gentiles, you Corinthians. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, God says to the Son, in an acceptable time, I heard you, I heard your prayer, I heard your appeal. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. And Paul says, for now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. This wonderful inclusion of Gentiles into the promised salvation of God has come. Now, Corinthians, be sure that you don't miss it. Be sure that you do not receive the grace of God in vain. And so, it's not so much God saying in an evangelistic appeal, as we often hear it, today's the day you need to make a decision. That's not it, not exactly, but it's close. But it is God telling you not to neglect the wideness of the present grace that God has extended to Gentiles, not just Jews. There is a wideness in God's mercy, and it's a rare opportunity for all the ends of the earth to be saved if they will come in faith to Christ. Divine opportunities are widely extended, but they are also always limited. There is a, an end to all of them. Don't presume. Don't presume upon the grace of God. We plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. This grace of God that has come to the world, we plead with you not to miss it. We plead with you not to receive this wonderful opportunity in vain, but to come to the Savior that has now been extended to the ends of the earth. That's the way I understand this warning and this encouragement. We'll talk. We'll go on from there, Lord willing, tomorrow. Until then, good day. May God give you His eternal peace.